everybody. Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly, episode 83. I am your host, Juice Box, Juice Wayne, whatever. Fanboy Clay is right there. I don't know why I did this on this in this intro, but how is everybody doing today? We have a lot of news for you, and we do have some comic book stuff. Uh, I don't even know where we should start. Should we just start with the News God news? I feel do, like that's the biggest. The New Gods? Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it's news. Of course, this isn't batman related news yeah but a lot of people are blaming because we talked about this briefly in text yeah. a lot of people are blaming Zack snyder's justice league for the cancellation of new gods while others are blaming wb for thinking or no no sorry so people are blaming Zack snyder's justice league saying oh it's because of Zack snyder's justice league we're mm-hmm. not getting this movie while others are saying well, no, that's not exactly true. The new timeline and or plan that WB has doesn't align with New Gods, which was a part of the plan, but now we're getting rid of it because the yeah. trench was also canceled as well. Yeah, so I feel like there's three storylines here because you, you mentioned two of them. So there's the one that yeah, there are people that are blaming Zack Snyder's Justice League. On the opposite end of that, there are people that are saying like that her vision was not going to mesh well because with Snyder's justice league is why they're canceling it. So it's like the Snyder fans are saying that her version would have been totally shit and it doesn't, it wouldn't do Zack Snyder justice. So it deserves, it's good that it got canceled. Then there's people that are saying that it's Snyder's um, justice league is the reason why it got canceled, which I guess you could use that as a positive, like, Oh, it's so good that they're not going to do hers anymore. But I think the middle part is the real one where WB has this new vision and neither of them fit into this new vision. Yeah. Um, That was also said by, uh, if anybody reads Forbes, um, I think Heroic Hollywood as well. I'm not entirely sure. I think he does some random stuff there. Mm -hmm. But Mark Hughes, he's a journalist. Um, He said it the other day, said that... um, there's no reason to point fingers other than at WB because they want to change their lineup. Um, I told juice the other day that they canceled this movie because it was too risky. Um, With them still technically in the writing room. Mm -hmm. um, If Ava had the opportunity to connect it to Zack Snyder's justice league, WB didn't want that. Yeah. So they, they, nipped it in the butt as quickly as possible and they're like hey sorry don't want this yeah um because as much as the hype has been real for Zack snyder's justice league i've seen more check marks on twitter praise the praise this movie than they've ever even mentioned zach in their entire life yeah um they they wanted nothing to do with this movie yeah at all uh, that's why the the hit piece came out the day after the movie came out um, about how like they're not making David Ayer's cut. They are not continuing the Zack Snyder Justice League like trilogy mm-hmm. and all of this other stuff like they planned for that article before they realized how much of a hit it was. I I mean, I agree with that. I mean, things are written in advance, but I wouldn't necessarily I the when I read that article, I didn't see it as a hit piece personally. You can make arguments for the stuff in the past, like with Ray Fisher. I can understand that. This particular one was just a CEO. 
I think having to do with what they thought before even the Snyderverse came out. Like they were like, we're going in a new direction. They have been ever since they blew up everything after the Justice League failed. They're yeah. like, we're going in a new direction. These things are doing well, but this fandom is not going to let this go. We have a new HBO Max thing coming out. Let's just fucking give it to them to build some hype. Hopefully we'll get some money out of it. And then we can still go on with what our original plan was or whatever. I And she was like, look, because again, like I said, that fandom was never going to die. And it's just not going to. And we're seeing that now. And I think they knew that. And they were like, look, we're just going to, we're giving them their movie. We're just going to have to put out, look, we know this group of people is not going to be happy with our new vision, but we have a grander audience that we also got to, you know, go after. And we hope that you can enjoy this content while we're trying to get everybody else on board too. That's the way I read it. I didn't read it as a hit piece because it didn't seem like a hit piece. Other things I could argue that are like, oh yeah, that's kind of uh, kind of crazy. That's, that's taking some shots. That yeah. one just seemed like a CEO that's like, like I'm fucking going to lose no matter what. Like there's no winning here. The Snyder people are going to hate me. The new people are going to hate me if they don't get whatever Wonder Woman 3 and Aqua, Amazon, whatever. Like there's no winning being that the person in charge of the DCEU right now. Because the, the fandom is so divided. And that's why I'm like, just blow it up. Just start over. And just give I mean, nobody what they want. That is kind of what, you know, I like I said before we started recording, that is the hot new rumor that's out there. Is that um, with Flashpoint, which we've kind of... This rumor is an old rumor. Yeah. Um, but the whole idea of resetting everything is going to be coming out of Flashpoint. So much so that Gal Gadot may be the only survivor um, of the new DCEU after Flashpoint. And I think more so when I say that, I'm talking about the connective quote unquote movies. Mm -hmm. So things like the Batman with Matt Reeves, that's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, And, you know, future stuff that they've already started to plan out for, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But as far as the connective movies, Gal Gadot may be the only survivor um, just because they are fast-tracking her Wonder Woman 3 movie. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be very interesting to see what they're going to do with this. One thing we didn't mention, New Gods, if you guys did not know, was being written, co-written by Tom King, which is one of yes. the reasons why a lot of people were really excited about it, because he had the Mr. Miracle run that was very successful. And uh, that's the reason why I was excited for New Gods, because, like, Ava DuVernay has done some really great stuff, but, like... I'm not like the hugest fan, but when you put Tom King on, I was like a comic book writer writing a comic book movie. I'm down. And I will say I have talked to several different people about what their opinion was on how they felt with this cancellation more so than not. People are happy that it's canceled and not because it doesn't mesh well with Zack Snyder's justice league more so because of the type of filmmaker Ava DuVernay is. Yeah. Now I was excited for this movie because I saw Ava DuVernay's name and I immediately thought, holy crap, New Genesis is going to look gorgeous. Yeah. If you've ever seen A Wrinkle in Time, it is an immaculate looking movie. Yeah. It was a horrible movie, mm-hmm. but it looked great. And a lot of people also said that with um, the type, again, of filmmaker Ava DuVernay is they felt that there was going to be a lot of on-the-nose politics that were going to be between New Genesis and Apocalypse. Yeah. And 
say what you will about that. I think it would have been kind of cool with seeing um, Scott Free, you know, hardened to slavery and apocalypse. I think they could have pushed a little bit of a narrative with that and yeah. still make it a little bit organic. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Yeah, and I, but I think that's probably the reason after the Wrinkle in Time thing, why she brought on somebody like Tom King, who does that stuff very well. Yeah. And, you know, and he knows comic books. And the thing, the reason why I was excited about Ava doing this is it because it seemed like Ava knew what fucking New Gods was. And she knew who Jack Kirby was. Yeah, she knew the characters and everything yeah. else. That was and, something that was very important. Yeah, yeah, and that's a huge thing. I would have been upset if she was like, yeah, you know, WB came to me with this idea. It sounds interesting. Like, that would have worried me. But she was all like, I'm bringing new gods to this world. Well, you know, like, that was interesting. And a lot of other people have also mentioned this movie was announced within the same month as Eternals was for Marvel. Yeah. So a lot of people think that this was was just WB saying, oh, we have a movie like that too. Here it is. Mm-hmm. And like not really having a plan for it. Yeah. So. Yeah, it sucks that we're not getting new gods, but we're getting fucking, um, what's that other bitch ass uh, character that Bendis made? Oh, um, uh, uh, Naomi? Yeah, we're getting that shit. Ava's making that character, though. Yeah, but it's CW, so it's going to be shit no matter what. But it's going to connect to everything else. No. I don't give which a means we're going to get Shazadam, or, or yeah, Shazadam, and uh, the new Hippolyta and the Justice League movie, you know? Yeah, that's, so, that's so shit. Because <laughs> um, that, hope, I'm hoping that pilot fails. Like, um, damn. Yeah, I just, I don't want it. Like, I, w- I would love for CW to just stop making superhero shows, to be honest. I want them to stop making superhero shows so that every single thing, as far as their budget goes, mm-hmm. goes straight into HBO Max. Like, yeah. give them all that extra money. Yeah. Either that or, again, go down to 10 episodes or 13 episodes because that's what iZombie used to do. And iZombie's each episode I thought was great. And I think you just cut all of those episodes out and you just, you know, just yeah. and I've talked to some of the like who used to be they they used to have a hard on for mm-hmm. DCCW. Yeah. They're, I used to too. They, they are legitimately starting to hate it. Yeah. Like it, it is starting to really be a dumpster fire. Apparently, Flash right now is garbage. Yeah. Um and which is crazy because they just announced a new character. Um, for that show, uh, Bart Allen, who was the grandson oh, yeah. of the Flash, but they are rewriting it to be his son, mm-hmm. which they're gonna basically just rewrite the season that they brought in their daughter for yeah. like what two seasons ago. So it's just yeah. like it's it's whatever. I don't care anymore. I mean, it's it's copy and paste in that in that series, and yeah, I don't really care about that anymore either. Um, so yeah, that's that's what's going on with New Gods with the idea of rebooting everything though i'm on board i just i can't see it happening because again to not give aquaman another movie after it being a billion dollar success is just insane i mean and also james wan and hamada are like this they are they are i i I will not podcast listeners can't see what i did i crossed my fingers (laughs) they are i will not deny that but they also like i said they also canceled his trench uh tv series on hbo max that's one thing i never really thought was gonna work anyways though 
I always thought of it like, hey, basically it is I what did I tell? I told Mark on Comic Book Legion. I said it was gonna be basically a uh Friday the thirteenth or Michael Myers Halloween, but with the trench instead. Because yeah. those characters don't talk. The trench doesn't talk. Yeah. It, it you would have like a shipping crew. And then the trench would be the shadowy figures, you know, in the water, basically. Yeah, I guess that could have been kind of cool. Um, I mean, it would have worked. They were doing deep blue series. sea, basically. <laughs> I mean, they were doing, you know, everything's getting their series. But you know what? I, as much as like we could sit here and hate on it, like I, you want to reboot it, fucking reboot it. I don't care. But the formula of Suicide Squad getting a show and Batman getting a show is a great formula. Oh, yeah, that's a great formula. That's news that we forgot to write down. Um, Freaking the long Halloween. Oh, yeah, no shit. Yeah, yeah, the cast of long Halloween. Um, What I thought was really cool is Jensen Ackles is going to be Batman. He he went from being the Red Hood to now being Batman. Yeah, which I thought was pretty cool watch i don't know man it's kind of weird i hope they don't make him kill in this fucking movie no one dc <laughs> animated sometimes well and it's also kind of depressing because uh the person playing black cat or black cat i read amazing spider-man today um the person playing Catwoman mm-hmm. is the recently deceased naya rivera she was on glee she was the oh, individual shit. who drowned she Did recorded she both she recorded all of her lines. Oh, okay. Before that the, uh, before it would debuted. So yeah, for anybody that doesn't know her story, she was out on a lake with her son, mm-hmm. and they found her son like a day later or something like that. Or not no, no, no. It was it, it was it hours. was several hours later. Yeah, by himself um, on a boat. By himself on the boat. Uh, they called a uh, freaking coast guard. Yeah. They they checked him out. He was good but they couldn't find her. Uh, yeah. They didn't find her for like three days, I think. Yeah. That's why you don't go swimming by yourself. Like yeah. I just, I can't, I'm already scared of the water as it is. Like I'll wear a life vest. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what people think of me. I will wear a life vest. At least that's just going to keep me above water. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, yeah, just, you got to be smart about these kind of things. And it sucks. Cause I heard she was a pretty cool like actress and stuff. So that's unfortunate. I didn't know she was in that movie. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, that got announced a uh, decent little cast they have for it um what else do we got oh going back to the the movie news though uh for those of you that maybe may or may not have saw this they did they did drop a green band trailer for suicide squad that had a lot more footage in it i I didn't i didn't watch it but it was apparently an exclusive only in theaters trailer that eventually found its way onto the internet later um i don't know why they did that um, I mean, I guess it had to be green band because we saw a red band, but yeah. like apparently it was so much better. Y- it's very actiony. That's really? the thing. Yeah, it gives off kind of like that not eighties vibe, but a very big actiony movie. Damn so I was it. just like, huh. I need to watch it after this. Yeah, I watched it. I was like, I'm not gonna do another review for this uh, or another reaction for it because I just did one. Um, but what else? So yeah, we have that. There was an extended Zack Snyder uh, scene from the ending of the movie within the with the nightmare yeah yeah it's literally the society society quote and that's it yeah yeah we live in a society which um uh freaking jared leto is actually selling uh t-shirts 
that say we live in a society now. So, and also comes in a hoodie. Yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> I don't think it added anything. Maybe that's no. why it was cut. It, but... it it literally added five more seconds. That's yeah. It. So. But of course, people are like, there's more footage. It's like, of course, there's fucking more footage. He probably has like five more hours that we don't even know about. Um, so like, so there's that. Uh, the other news is Zatanna news. So we're getting there. There's a writer for this movie now. Yes. The writer of the critically acclaimed. Um, oh, shit. What was that movie uh, called? It just came women, out. Promising Young Women. Yeah. Promising Young Women. Apparently, it is a amazing movie. Have yeah. not seen I think it yet. We saw uh, that trailer during Tenant. I was like, that looks interesting. Yes, we did see it uh, during Tenant. My wife wanted to watch it, um, but it was one of those movies that was VOD, so you had to pay mm-hmm. for it. Um, so she was like, eh, let's just wait to see if it shows up anywhere. Yeah. So we will eventually see it. Um, if by any chance it doesn't show up on Hulu or anything else, HBO Max, whatever, um, I will probably end up renting this movie. Just to check out the, because the writer of that movie actually directed that movie as well. Oh, really? Yeah, but she's only writing the Zatanna movie. Yeah. Which is weird. So Zatanna is supposed to be a part of the new plan for Warner Media, HBO Max, WB, yeah. uh, for them to release. Remember how a while back they talked about, oh, we're going to release simultaneously a series along with a movie yeah. um, every few months or so. Well, I think um, it was going to be a movie, like movie, there was going to be movies that just premiere on HBO Max. No, 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 no. So this movie is going to be a theatrical film. Oh, okay. But the uh, the show that goes along with it is freaking Justice League Dark. Why don't, wow. why don't you switch those? Make Justice League Dark a movie. Yeah. And give Zatanna a series. Hmm. That's weird. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Unless they want to do solo movies for all of the dark characters ever. and then and then give them I I guess that can work just because when it comes to the lower budgets, it'll probably be easier via the film than it would via show. Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's also too like you don't want to do two team up. I mean, we already got Suicide Squad, and if they ever do Justice League again, you yeah. know, and then you want to do Justice League Dark, like Avengers did Avengers, and then you got that other one, Defenders, on Netflix. You know, what I mean? yeah, that's true. That's true. So you don't want to have too many like movies. The Suicide Squad carries itself. Like it's just like yeah, it could be its own thing if it wanted to, because it's just ridiculous. Yeah, and also just random thought, just because I know you posted it earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zack Snyder's Suicide Squad comes out the ending of May. Does it? Dude, <laughs> May like, twenty first. It it is fucking Zack Snyder's <laughs> Suicide Squad. If you guys go watch that damn trailer for that movie, it's straight up like if they were like, "Hey, we want you to make Suicide Squad, but the enemies are like mindless zombie people controlled by somebody." That's what it would be. That's exactly yeah. what he would have done. This Think is, of course, uh, Army of the Dead, if yeah. anybody's curious. Yeah, uh, that poster screams Suicide Squad. I want to know if they edited it, like 100% if they got the same editors, because it's just it just feels the same. And I was just <laughs> like, holy shit, it might just be the graphics, but... Well, I will say this, um, that can't be true, because Zach makes every single trailer for every one of his movies. Oh, really? 
Yes, because he started in commercials, so he knows uh, how to format those short little things. Yeah. Well, then so. he definitely copied the Suicide Squad editor. <laughs> that um, so yeah, that was a uh, pretty interesting. Uh, but probably the biggest Batman-related news that we got was that an article says that the Rant Reeves the Batman is on Earth 2. Yes. Now, I read the article I read said that it is going to be outside of the DCEU, whereas everything else we see in the DCEU and CW is all going to be connected somehow, which is, I'm assuming, is going to happen in Flashpoint. Um. But with this particular thing, we do know that they are possibly doing Black Superman. If they do it right, and this isn't Clark Kent as just, you know, recast uh, with a Black actor, then if we get Val Zod, that is Earth 2, and you could possibly tie it to this Batman if you wanted to. It's so confusing because the art, you're, you're right. It does say that it's separate from the DCEU, but it says here a new report in the same article, the very first paragraph, it says a new report claims that the Batman is set in the DCEU's Earth 2. And then the very, uh, the very next paragraph, it says, like Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, it will be separate from the DCEU. That, that makes so... no sense. Yeah, it's weird to talk about the multiverse um before you even explain your multiverse yeah and i've seen several people claim that like dc is just throwing or i say dc but wb is throwing out the word multiverse basically for fan service yeah and they're not really mapping this out to be a multiverse they're just saying hey we're gonna make movies and oh, multiverse yeah sure whatever yeah which makes even less sense to me with this rumor of them rebooting everything. Because if you were doing a multiverse, then it only, I can understand why you would cancel New Gods, right? If you're going to go with the, the idea that the multiverse only has one dark side, and you're saying that Snyder is a part of the multiverse, he's just in his own thing, then you're like, all right, well, that is the only dark side. I can understand that continuity-wise, and I would appreciate that. But if you're saying all of these different people can tell their own stories and it doesn't matter, then why does it matter to cancel some of these other things? And why the fuck are we getting Our Man and stuff like this over New Gods and a trench? Like, sounds like we're in Infinite Frontier more than we are. Uh... Yeah, shit. <laughs> is Jim Lee running both of these the same way? Like, I don't understand this. Or is this like Jeff oh, Johns? Man. Did Snyder get a promotion? Scott Snyder. I know it was so oh, funny. He he oh, actually uh, he actually said that uh, the day Zack Snyder's Justice League dropped, or that whole week, mm. he was getting like praise for the movie. Oh yeah, I saw that. And he, and he was like, "Um, is it bad that I'm just like thanking people for thanking me?" <laughs> He's not getting any thanks on his comic book, so I mean, for well. real. So. I don't do I haven't even read any of that shit. I don't even care. Um so yeah, so we have Earth 2. Uh and that's pretty much all the news. Like we haven't really got up. Oh, there's I don't even pay attention to this bracket though. One, did you see fucking Batman dominate the Godzilla versus yeah. uh thing on, on DC? He smashed everybody. And I don't know why they started him versus Superman in the first bracket. Like they should have put Superman on the other side. I don't yeah. understand why they do it's, that. It's 
I, it was I don't Batman understand. versus Scooby Doo in the finals, and he destroyed Scooby Doo. <laughs> like it made no sense. But as but. far as as far as this DC news, um, so I love this concept. This concept is great. I thought it it was really fun for the idea. DC went about it the wrong way. Yeah. So they have this bracket. They called it Round Robin. They have sixteen titles of brand new series. Now, I'm gonna name uh, some of them. Um. Green Lantern, Underworld, uh, Underworld on Fire, Etta Candy, Holiday Hero, Inc., Pause of the Justice League, Jesse Quick Control, Blue Beetle Graduation, Night Runner, Love in Paris, Suicide Squad 7, Swamp Thing, A, A House of Secrets, JLQ, Robins. So JLQ is Justice League Queer, and that's going up against Robins. Um, Son of the Creeper is going up against Lobo and Man, uh, Animal Man, Scorched, Scorched Earth. Now, these are just random titles. 16 mm-hmm. titles on this round, Robin. They have the pitches. Who the hell is going to be in Justice League Queer? It says eight different members. Huh. Um, it says eight young members. Uh. Um, people were naming Kate Kane. I'm like, she's not young. So, uh... I would say she's in her thirties. Yes, but like, it made it sound like it would gonna it like was gonna team. be a younger team, like a Titans or a Teen Titans. Oh, well, uh, then they should be Titans. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but you know, there is uh, quite a few uh, LGBTQ members uh, that have debuted within the last ten years that could mm-hmm. totally be on that team. Um, but there are, uh, let's see here, one. Hold on. One, two, there's three Batman-related titles that I that I wanted to run by you. So, first one being Robins. In the Bloodhaven apartment of Dick Grayson, a group of young people meet uh, for coffee, donuts, and uh, vetching. Uh, between long, awkward silences, the only thing they have in common... They all were Kid Wonders sidekicks uh, to Batman. They were Robins. So it's just a bunch of Robin flashback stories. Yes, but why would none of them have anything in common? I think that was just one of those poorly written descriptions. I think that this is something like a Bendis thinking, Oh, the, we are Robins. They, they're, they're all Robins. So mm-hmm. we can, we can have them all hang out with Dick Grayson when Dick Grayson oh, had to be something like that. Cause here's we the problem. Got Robin war. Exactly. But here's the problem with that pitch. I don't know who pitched it. And I don't know the, I don't know the artist team. Yeah, see, here's the thing, though. So to play devil's advocate, if you were going to tell me, like, let's, you have these things, right? You have all of them. If you were to be like, Scott Snyder's writing this one, Tom King's writing this one, so-and-so's writing this one, everybody's going to pick those no matter what. I I totally understand. I I brought that up as well. There's going to be, like, a whole army of people who love Scott Snyder. So they're going to, 
they're going to spam it. Hey, everybody needs to vote for this. Everybody needs to vote for this. I totally get that. But you are not encouraging me to vote for any of these if I don't know who's writing it. Because here, here's, here's something. I'm going to pitch you a book. Okay, mm-hmm. Juice? Batman. I'll read it. <laughs> Brian Michael Bendis and uh, John Romita Jr. are going to be the creative team, but I don't tell you that until you buy it. Ooh. Well, at least I could see the cover. <laughs> and that would be that would be a dead giveaway. But um, yeah, no, that would suck. I agree. Exactly. So, like, I'll be completely honest. This Blue Beetle one mm-hmm. sounds awesome. It's basically but- Spider Man. It sounds like so. So what this is, is he's graduating from high school and everybody wants Ted Cord to be his mentor. Mm-hmm. But Ted Cord has no back. He has no background in alien technology. Yeah. So his mentor in this series is going to be Starfire. Oh, she Ooh. has experience with alien technology because she is an alien. Mm-hmm. And her species, Kandorians, have a relationship. I don't think it's a great relationship, but they do have some sort of, you know, reverence to uh, the, uh, the reach, which is what the scarab is. Yeah. It's, it's part of the reach so that I can understand. Here's another one. Will uh, it be new 52 Starfire? Cause if it is, then he's getting <laughs> laid for you. Night Runner in Space. All of Paris is obsessed with the intoxicating virtual stru- uh, songstress whose holographic stage shows are lighting up the city of love. But when the Vocaloid fans start to disappear, Night Runner must track down the infamous developer behind the eerily realistic celebrity AI. Do you know who Night Runner is? No. Night Runner is the parkour Batman of France. Um, I'm sure if I looked it up, I'd be like, "Oh yeah," because I'm incorporated. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a Batman Incorporated character. Um, this is like this news is out there because they've shown photos of it. But uh, since we've we've gotten those advanced copies of Tom Taylor stuff, you know that takes place not in Gotham. Yeah, yeah, and it involves incorporated members too. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Huh, interesting." Yep. So. But so there's that book. one. Yeah. I mean, I had no clue who Night Runner is. Yeah. So that alone, I'm just like, I, well, I don't. Why would I vote for this? I don't know who it is. It sounds too similar to the David Hasselhoff show. <laughs> so yeah. the last one, Suicide Squad Seven. Harley Quinn leads a team of criminals, a millionaire adventurer, a stage magician a sugar-obsessed serial killer, a delusional former superhero, a drunk assassin, a mute metahuman, and a child who becomes a monster to stop the centuries-old Church of Blood from trying to destroy all of humankind. It just sounds like Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah. So why is it any different than Suicide Squad? Yeah, I don't care. You know what I want to see? I want to see, because if you're... uh, We have... We talked about it a little bit. Uh, Chip Zdarsky's freaking Red uh, Hood right now. Yeah. Uh, spoilers for anybody that hasn't read it yet. Uh, Red Hood kills somebody at the end of it. Issue yep. one. And there's going to be this big confrontation going forward. I want Batman to just be like, you know what? 
this is fucking it. I'm tired of you. And I want him to throw him in the Suicide Squad. Ooh, what if he hires freaking Amanda Waller to capture him, to put him in the Suicide I think that squad? would be interesting because, like, uh, it, you know, because you could make it up to the thing, too, where if you want to, like, because I know a lot of people's first thing, oh, Batman would never agree to that. If Batman didn't somewhat be okay with the Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad wouldn't exist. Like, that's the thing. Like, Batman knows he can't defend everything, and it's the U.S. government, so he has to, like, kind of keep his hands out of it, but he still watches the Suicide Squad. If you want your pupil to repent or to show, like, hey, you got to Just give better. him a bomb inside of his head. Yeah, what else are going to do? <laughs> I mean, like, he's... He, he the Suicide Squad still exists, right? And I am. Batman I am. All that. I am really surprised, like genuinely surprised, that nobody has put Red Hood on the Suicide Squad. Yeah, they had Deathstroke in the Suicide Squad for a little bit. Yeah, like I don't know. It would be the perfect thing because then you can have him teaming up with Harley. If you want to get a little Red Hood Harley action going, you could do that too. Although she oh, seems God. to be full blown lesbian at this point. Um, but like. I think that would be pretty cool because that's essentially he doesn't have the Deadpool mindset, but you don't need Harley and Deadpool. That would be the worst comic book ever. I know everybody wants that. That would be the most unbearable, unreadable comic. To I would exist. hate that. Yeah, it would be so terrible. But if you have like this hard ass, hard ass trying to be suave type guy and Jason Todd with a Harley Quinn and just having them banter off each other, but also fighting bad guys, that'd be awesome. Uh, their color schemes match. So it's just like, I don't know. I think that'd be kind of cool. And then just like you could have, and if you want to go even deeper, DC, you could have Harley Quinn trying to have to trying to help Jason through all of his trauma in that whole series. Since she's got the psychiatric background yeah. and she could fucking talk about Batman and all the past and the shit he's been through. She was like me, you know, if depending on how you want to rewrite history, be like, me and the Joker really fucked you up, a la if she's a part of it, then that makes it even worse tension between them. And so yeah. you have this crazy, just like, good story just between two characters there, and then you can throw in a bunch of other happy-go-lucky characters to make out the team. Like, that's a fucking good story. Like, But I genuinely, with this round-robin voting thing, I genuinely think what's going to end up happening the winner and the runner-up are going to go straight to print mm -hmm. while every single one of these other books is going into a digital first. Probably. I guarantee it. Blue Beetle's the only one I'd be interested in, to be honest. Yeah. Just because, you know, I feel like now, Blue Beetle, it's been a while since we got anything from him. The There is a Zatanna one. It's Zatanna and the King of Nightmares. That sounds pretty legit. It um, sounds like Justice League Dark, though. Yeah. Uh, there is also, um, Asteria, the last Amazon, um, kind of playing off of the character at the very end of Wonder Woman 1984. Um, but it wouldn't be a tie in to that movie. Mm -hmm. It would be about Asteria. Oh, okay. So that I'm okay with. And then a lot of people have actually been really loving the idea of Lobo and Animal Man working together. Don't know why. I don't really care about those characters, so but, you know it is what it is. Yeah, um, I do think Lobo should come to the DCEU in some form or fashion. I don't know who he'd be he'd be hunting down, but I think it'd be interesting. Um, I think, man, um, Lobo versus the Shazam family. 
Yikes. And Black Adam shows up to help. That'd be kind of crazy. I think it would it would make no sense whatsoever how they would get connected, but Lobo and Jason Momoa's Aquaman would be absolutely nuts. Hmm. That'd be kind of a cool fight. Who would you get to play Lobo? If he was an Aquaman, I would say yeah, freaking right. Jason Momoa. <laughs> well, well before say blow up the DCEU and then make him Lobo. Before before uh, he got Black Adam, The Rock was supposed to be Lobo. I thought somebody else was tied on to be Lobo. So there's been two people that have tied on to be Lobo. First one was The Rock. Uh-huh. Second was Danny Trejo. Oh God. Fucking seventy-year-old fucking Lobo! I'm here to kill you guys. Do you know Man. who was attached to direct that thing? Robert Rodriguez, Michael Bay. Oh God! Michael Bay, Danny Trail, Lobo Jesus. movie. So you know what was funny? Like, <laughs> I just saw Godzilla vs Kong last night because I had nothing better to do, and um, I was like, you know what? This I don't did, give well, a shit so, about. Real that quick, movie. yeah, I was gonna say, did you like it? Yes or no? If they weren't fighting, I didn't give a fuck. I, oh my gosh. I was so mad at that movie when I watched it. Millie Bobby Brown's arc is pointless. Yes. It's so, like, one, she pissed me off because I was like, a kid cannot be this good. I'm sorry. Like, she just takes charge and she's like, I could do this and that. I'm like, no, you would have got shot on sight. Like, I'm sorry. And also, they did your girl dirty. Oh, yeah. Like, and it's funny too, because I was, I was doing a live stream on Wednesday, on uh, Friday night, yesterday, and we were talking about this and I was like, oh, they're like, hey, are you going to watch it because Issa's in it? And I was like, that's really the only reason. Yeah, I watch it. She was like, yeah, she has a decent part. No, she fucking doesn't. She no. has like 10 lines. So do you know why this movie sucks so bad? Did they cut out parts? Yes. Oh, okay. That but it wasn't, it wasn't WB. It was the director. Huh. Do you know, do you know who the director was is this that Voight guy the same oh. guy who directed death note netflix oh that's gross yeah oh um i thought it Dude. i don't know why i thought it was that guy Voight or Vought or whatever his name is who's pretty popular he's gonna do the metal gear movie okay yeah no the, i th- the freaking all the villains of this movie were freaking mustache twirling nonsensical like they had no motivations other than hey i'm gonna get rich (laughs) and it's just like i wonder how long i mean the movie i mean the movie felt long even though it was still short two and a half hours yeah no no no. it was in it was under two hours i think it was an hour and 50 an hour and 53 minutes i think it was yeah um i mean i'm not gonna lie here's the thing right here's the thing one monster movies cannot be watched at home like you just cannot watch them at home i just don't i don't think they're good i would only watch godzilla versus kong in theaters if they paid me to go see it i would have well had COVID been over and that's the first movie i could go watch i would pay for it because now now like after seeing it oh yeah, yeah that's the only way i would watch it yeah I can understand that. I would have I would have paid for it before then because I've paid for I think two of the other ones. Yeah. Um, my thing is, monster movies. You can try to make them as cool as you want, but there is only so much you can fucking do with these things. You like the Martha scene? 
I don't even remember what part is that. I was literally playing a retro football game the whole time. So, so like, I wasn't there's a moment. Attention. There's a moment where uh, it's round two. Oh, he's stepping on his chest. Yeah, yeah. And, okay. and Godzilla like roars at him, and yeah. then Kong roars at him, and they stare at each other for a real long time, yeah. and then Godzilla just leaves, and everybody has been memeing that to be the Martha moment. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's definitely like. I don't know. This this is done, right? We're not going to see this shit again for another like 10, 20 years. Like they'll redo uh, it again. I think well, it's making money. It's Yeah, uh, that's true. It's like at f- almost 50 million already. There's like another big monster they haven't fought yet, right? Like uh technically as far as like the lore goes, not really. Oh, he already fucking KO'd everybody. They, they they unfortunately blew their load with King of Monsters and like they yeah. debu- they debuted everybody. And then spoiler alert for uh Kong or Godzilla versus Kong, mm-hmm. in the opening credits, they show a lot of those monsters. Yeah. And like red X's start to show up, saying yeah. that Godzilla has started to kill them off. Yeah. So um yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, I mean, spoilers, obviously, it doesn't really matter. But if you were on Team Kong, go fuck yourself. You really thought that guy was going to beat Godzilla? Like, what? <laughs> like, And it's funny, too, because people have pointed out this is basically Japan versus, like, America. Because yes. Kong is the American version. I don't give a fuck. Japan does everything, a majority of things so much better. And Godzilla is just well, destroyed. That's, that's why I'm so looking forward to the Netflix Godzilla animated series. Yeah. Um, of course, they have a trilogy on Netflix already, which is phenomenal. I think everybody should go see it. But this, like, I enjoyed Kong's story. Mm-hmm. Like, the idea of going to Hollow Earth and, like, all of yeah. that stuff. Okay, cool. Don't call this a Godzilla versus Kong movie. This was a Kong movie. Yeah. It was It was Kong featuring Godzilla. That's what yeah. this was. And, like, Godzilla shows up and he's just destroying shit and like you you they don't spell it out for you but like you just get you basically have to piece together like oh they were making this happen because they're building this shit like i don't know it's the villain could have had a little bit more depth if they were like hey yeah we are destroying these cities in godzilla or in this movie because we want the government to be like, we need something to beat Godzilla. And, oh, we already got it, so we're going to make bajillions of dollars. We can save yeah. the city. Because and also, fucking like, Mecha Godzilla or whatever. A little bit of the, uh, of, I guess, liberal, like, thinking hit me. And I was like, all the freaking bad guys are people of color. Oh, yeah, dude. You know what? I came to this realization. I was going to make a TikTok about it, but I never did it. We're so off Batman, but you can put this in there anyways. Uh, you know the trope that happens in... Because I watched this anime recently called High School or High Rise Invasion. Okay, and yeah, the yeah. first episode, it's like these people that are killing each other in this other world or whatever. And the first thing that happens is this guy kills somebody and he gets a gun and there's a cute girl there. So he's all like, take off your stuff. And so that starts happening. That happens Christ. in every anime, right? So she's about to get like, you know, she's starting to cry all this stuff. I'm like, that happens so much. So I'm sure like women like that watch anime are like typical. Like I see this shit all the time. If that is you, ladies, or just even men that feel that way, like, oh, another this shit again. That is how people of color feel every time we see fucking villains. Every yes. fucking time. And you know what? We're never the good villains. We're the fucking henchmen. 
Yes. Never no, like, like the, this, this, we have completely gone spoiler yeah, mode on this whole movie. thing. And exactly. Great. So this it's dude, monster. he's literally a mustache twirling villain. And his daughter, Issa, is mm. just like a bystander that is like, oh, my dad's going to do great things. Squash. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, it's, uh, it's insane. If you guys haven't watched this movie, it is what it is. Like, don't just... don't waste your time. Even mm-hmm. if you have it for free on HBO Max, don't waste your time. Just watch the fights. Uh, I saw one of them on YouTube already. Like, so like, just go watch them on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, just watch the fights, and I mean, it'll be like twenty minutes of your day. And also, just want to say the whole Hollow Earth portal thing. They could have easily tweaked this to be a Pacific Rim tie-in. Like yeah. that whole thing. Cause that's that's the whole premise of Pacific Rim is that there's this portal that the mm-hmm. kaijus are coming through. Like yeah. at this point, that's what they should have done. Do they own both of them? Does WB own both of the franchises or who owns I don't know who owns one? Pacific Rim. But either way, that's the only other thing you can do at this point is Godzilla yeah. has to fight a fucking uh Gundam at this point. Yeah. Like, but that robot for being the first one ever made was fantastic. Like, dude, how how do you test that out? Dude, do you know who that is? Who? That's Ghidorah. His consciousness from his skull. Oh, really? Went into Oh no shit. That scene, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. so weird. Yeah, I thought they were gonna do more with that. I thought they were gonna clone him or something and like yeah. make another one or some shit. But yeah, I don't know. That movie was again, I played a retro football game the whole time I watched that movie. So you know, that just shows you how exciting it was. Um, the fighting was cool, but I did think fighting in the ocean was kind of bullshit. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So no. Yeah. But whatever, guys. This is a Batman podcast. Let's get back to that. <laughs> um, and Comics. Speak a, yeah. Speak of a comic that uh, is uh, out for the first time this week on Digital First. And it is called, I think, what? The Legends of the Dark Knight? Yes. So, like... <laughs> It's been a while since I've read these, and I think I've only ever read a handful of them. But is it supposed to be told in a way of stories of the Dark Knight? Because, like, you get this perception that Gordon is telling a story. That's how I read it, at least. Yes, that's that's how he is doing it. Because at the very end, he like they go out of the story. Yeah. Um, I never read the first volume. The first volume is an old comic back in the 90s, um, even I think maybe even early 80s or late 80s. So I just said they were really good. Yes, everybody loves mm-hmm. Legends of the Dark Knight. It ran for a really long time, um, but I had never had the chance to read them. I think they're all on DC Universe Infinite. So maybe, you know, take a look at that. But this, for being a first issue, wasn't bad. Yeah, but at the same it for this yeah it it wasn't the most amazing thing i've ever read mm-hmm. but i'm interested you know yeah i mean it's it's one of those like so there's something that comics can do every once in a while and it can give you like this nostalgia feeling to where you don't like hate it because like if people try to copy stuff from like the 40s i feel like you just cannot do that today it's very mm-hmm. rare that you can make it work yeah um but like this stuff from the 80s and stuff that has this kind of feel with the art and the way the story's told i still think you can make that work today 
And that's kind of what they're trying to do here because this doesn't feel like a modern telling of a story. It just feels like, hey, let's kind of try to tell the stories from the way they were told then. And I think it works here. The story's interesting enough. But yeah, I wasn't like, oh my God, this is amazing. Um, but I would read the next issue and I paid for this. So, you know, that means I would pay for the next issue as well. Yeah, so. you know, I, I have already said that I'm going to be supporting everything that is a digital first um, just because it is so cheap. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not saying that everybody can afford this. I'm, I'm yeah. not at all. It is 99 cents um, with tax here in Texas that comes out to $1.07, I think, $1.08, something like that. Um, but yeah, I, I've, I support anything and everything that comes out in uh, digital first. Um, I have a whole bunch of books I haven't read yet because of it, but it is what it is. It, it gives me something to read on my days off. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it's interesting. Cause uh, again, if you, if you're reading this stuff on your phone, it makes it very easy to read those kind of books on your phone. Cause they have the like panel by panel, like switching thing, which is really yeah. good. Yeah, and these also, um, they're made to be half pages. Yeah. Um, so it is literally made for you to flip your phone or iPad or whatever you're reading on your uh, on your electronic device. And this says it's 23 pages. It goes by Panel. super fast. I think it goes by panels. Uh, no, no, no. No, it doesn't? Uh, it feels it goes, like it. That's that's what it feels like. But like I said, these are made to be half pages in in like the way they're structured. So uh, it is a full 23 pages. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was good. Um, but again, it's not really it's the first issue. There's not really much you can say about these digital first. That's the only downside of the digital first is they are somewhat shorter than other comic books. So you don't feel like you get a full story necessarily as you would in an original comic. Some of them tell very good stories, um, like the Gotham Knights. I think those are fantastic, and those are shorter as well. But when it's like a serialized thing where you know there's going to be multiple, sometimes it feels like it's missing stuff, or there's obviously going to be more. Um, so and it could be that writers are writing these as like a normal comic, and then, you know, it they cut it in half or something like that. Like, that's how it could be. But other than, it's still good. Um, then since... The last two books that we have are both Tom King books. We're not going to be getting his new gods, but we're still getting his comic books. So um, Strange Adventures, I think it's been a really long time since we covered this book. Like, I think this was even before my panic attack. Yeah, it was because uh, remember, it got switched to every other month. Yeah. So this has been a really long time. Um, what did you think of this book? Because it actually shows your boy Superman in here. Um, yeah. I really dug the uh, the progression from where we were um, last issue to now, mm. um, especially how, you know, one thing that people have as far as like a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, a reason why they don't like Tom King's writing. I can't mm. think of the certain word um, is that there's not a lot of connective tissue um, and it kind of seems nonsense, uh, nonsensical or whatever. This is legitimately a full-on story. It flows very well. Um, this whole point of where um, you said Superman Superman does show up, yeah. that is from a part that we've already read. He yeah. was asking Superman, hey, I don't know exactly when this is going to happen, so I need to get there as fast as I can. Can you please fly me there? Please, you can be there in almost an instant with how fast you can fly. And yeah. Superman said, no, 
I can't do it. I need to protect Earth. I, I am a protector of Earth. I'm so strong, the blah, 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 blah. And I just think that it would be a very unwise decision for me to just leave my post. Yeah. And in here, he is saying, I begged you. I begged you. What else did you think I was going to do? Like, yeah. Like, I was at the end of my ropes, and you expect me to not do what I did? Like, what is wrong with all of you? And for the people that don't remember what we talked about, it's, it was basically came out that he pretty much committed, like, genocide, right? He yeah. He killed a, a shitload of these pikes, which was insane. Um, I will say there's, like, this really nice moment um, where we're kind of seeing what he did. Like, he's wearing, like, a ninja-style... Uh, you know, freaking Adam Strange suit, which I thought was pretty cool. It was like black and gray. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty awesome. And he goes in and he drops this gas that basically, I guess it's like a Pike Camper city or something like that. And it just, what I'm assuming is it murders all of them. Yeah. Um, so that's And they big. just sit there and watch. Yeah. Like, that's the crazy part. So, like, he does this. And remember, he's, this is post him being interrogated for however long he was gone. And he hasn't been the same since. And post him losing his daughter. So we think. Still hasn't been confirmed yet. Hasn't been confirmed, but from what the story you're talking about, it is the reason behind this is because they have lost their daughter. Yeah. There's this nice scene where um, freaking Batman gets shot and Adam Strange saves him. What did that was kind of cool? um because yeah but he he does it but like one thing that i know batman would not be okay with but of course he's unconscious at this moment mm-hmm. he uh adam has batman over his shoulder and he's shooting behind him dude is blowing people's heads away yeah. just like completely imploding them it is absolutely insane yeah so he's definitely uh saving batman here which is pretty crazy we do get this um which is more back to the political spectrum where his wife is doing an interview because this hit piece, not hit piece, I mean, you could call it hit piece, depending on what side you're on, yeah. um, comes out, and she's defending, like, Adam Strange's part. Like, she's like, you guys weren't there, you weren't this, like, um, what we did was... She, she admits to it, but kind of, like, makes it, like, it's good, you know? Yeah, and, and what had come out is basically, like, the cliff notes of Batman. yeah. Like, they didn't give the entire report. It was basically like, hey, I'm Batman. You should just trust me. Yeah. It's basically what it sounds like the general public has yeah. on, on Adam Strange. Now, there is a lot of, like, intimate details in those cliff notes. Um, because even there's a part where uh, there's this talk show that is basically saying, well, do we want winners or do we want to die? Like, yeah, that was kind of like, holy shit. Like these people are legitimately like, hey, if it means everybody has to die in order to save us, that means everybody has to die. You know? Yeah. And uh, I forget who these, it's Kelly Ripa and uh, and uh, uh, Ryan, Ryan Seacrest. Seacrest. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. who that I mean, legally, they cannot say that, but it's who it's modeled after. Um, Which is why the show is Ellie and Brian. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, is I don't I don't watch that show, so I don't know where their mind sits when it comes to political issues. They are the wealthier side of America, so I could assume, but it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, but I will say uh that was interesting because 
that did give off like Fox News type vibes. Not mm-hmm. as interesting as Fox News would be. Fox News, I feel, goes a little harder. They're like, yeah, dead people, we're cool with it. Um, but like the interesting thing here is the reason we're seeing this interview is because um, oh my god, Mr. Terrific, I almost forgot his name, is watching it on TV. And like he's like, you know, looks like he's training and stuff like that. And what gets interesting is, is as he's listening to this whole thing, he starts writing Alana a note. And he's like, hey, you know, lies going around. I think you're ready for some truth. So are we finally going to get the truth bomb about his daughter? Because it's possible that Adam Strange knows his daughter's alive. The wife doesn't. And Mr. Trigger's going to drop that bomb, maybe changing her whole mindset. Or are we going to get that whole political uh, ideology of like, my husband made a mistake, but I stand by him. That'll be interesting yeah. to see which way we're going to go with this. Um, but yeah, this is interesting because like, uh, again, we have that Superman thing. But I I got to say, I love that Tom King was willing to bring a war to a story and not and still focus on the story. You know what I mean? Because like we for so long had all of these wars and uh, fucking Batman who laughs and all this bullshit that comes to DC and it's just like issues of fighting, fighting, fighting. And the story is just garbage. I'm glad that he's still sticking to the story, but Hey, Oh yeah. What you're not seeing is there's this crazy war going on in the background. Like I kind of like that Um, because it's technically it's, it's what happens with us. Like we don't, we know that there's wars going on right now that America's involved in, but we're like, Oh, Hey, look at this show. You seen invincible. It's good. Right. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, we just fucking bat an eye to it, but we know this shit's going on, and it's kind of what Tom King's showing here. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. All in all, like, I do feel, since it has, we are coming out every two months now, that I feel like I need to go back and read all of these stories again to just catch up, because it's been so long. And I'm pretty sure we're missing stuff that we're just not picking up. Yeah, yeah. Um, We were pretty on top of it for the first, like three issues four issues or so um so i would like i almost want there to be two volumes so that way i can read the first six issues again like really quickly but i know this will be the exact same as mr miracle they'll just give it all in one volume yeah and then Um, there'll be like three amazing volumes that you'll want to buy all three amazing volumes because they just keep (laughs) dropping amazing art on them uh but yeah again um i thought it was a great story i do just want to reread it um because i feel like tom king does this really good thing about dropping those little just truths in his stories that connect without even you noticing sometimes and uh i just i feel like i'm probably missing some because i did read so many comics in one i think i read like three weeks of comics in a day so like i was just like blowing through these comic books and i feel like i didn't read them as well as i could have um the next Rorschach is going to be interesting for conversation-wise. Have you read it? I have not read it yet. Okay. Um, I plan to do a lot of reading um, uh, the next two days that I'm off. So Okay. The, the next Rorschach, I feel like we're going to have very interesting ideas on it. I thought the story was good, but there's this like in-your-face thing that's happening in the story that you're just like, huh. It's very interesting. So I, I can't wait till we get to review that. But... Uh, for the last thing we got on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, is Batcat number four. 
Now, if you guys have been listening to this podcast for a long time, the last time we reviewed Batcat, I just fucking stopped talking <laughs> because I was having a panic attack. I will say I have been feeling kind of weird doing this podcast as well, but we're going to try to finish it here for you. Uh, what did you think of this? I will admit um, I I was a little lost on here. Mm, um, okay. More so just because like I'm kind of upset that I'm not getting more Batman. Mm-hmm. But we knew going into this that this was going to be more of a Catwoman story. Um, we know that this is supposed to be the sequel to the annual number two in Tom King's run. Yeah. And we do get those moments of Batman. But I'm just like, oh, I'm missing him a little bit more in these moments of like intensity. You know, yeah. uh, I'm I'm loving more Helena Wayne, though. Uh, yeah, I, th- I feel like that's the Batman substitute. Yeah. I think that's uh, why we're not getting as much Batman. So I, I like her. Now, this moment at the very end of the book um, mm-hmm. with like, and I know what it's trying to pass. I, I know what Tom King is doing. Tom King is basically like, hey, she's being very deflective. She's being very defensive over this whole thing with uh, Catwoman and the Joker. That's not a spoiler. Everybody knows that in the last few issues, Catwoman has had some sort of relationship in the past with Joker, not romantic, but like a working relationship to kind of keep her in the same kind of graces of like, Hey, I'm kind of a thief. I still want what I want. Yeah. And I don't want to be tied to Joker's bad side either. Yeah. And that is also true. And and you know, I, I do feel that there's a small part of her that doesn't want to be completely tied down Mm -hmm. to the idea of marriage. And she's still trying to get used to it. But with that, there comes consequences, of course, Mm -hmm. which is what the future Selena is having to deal with and, you know, what choices she's made with the from what we can assume she killed Joker. Like that is that is something that has happened. So her trying to hide that from Helena and working with all these other criminals to, you know, basically clean up her her footsteps yeah is interesting yeah it is very interesting um the one thing that's been consistent is i don't think anybody's ever wrote helena and catwoman to have good relationships because there's been very little thing i think there's other stories where people have had like or they either make helena not having a good relationship with bruce which i don't really i feel like it's opposite but i can understand how it's like she would have problems with her mother and she would idolize her father more. Um, so I think that's really interesting to see here. Um, and I love that, you know, even though Selena thinks that Bruce was dead, somebody's still trying to check her, even though he's gone. And it's her own daughter. Like, yeah. I kind of like that mentality. I want to see how it's, is she going to be like her father and let her mother get away? Or is this going to end with Selena in prison? And her daughter finally does what Bruce never could and make her actually pay for her crimes. Like that would be interesting if we were to go that route. Um, I don't think you would go that route, but it would be interesting. Um, Yeah, I thought I really loved that we got to see Helena going after all of the old villains and seeing how they are old. I like that. And you know, this is very much like she is picking up the mantle as Batman. Yeah. Like the just the old interrogation and everything else. I, I like I said, I dug Helena Wayne's character in this. For sure. 
I want to know, and I don't think he's going to do it, but I think eventually we are going to get like a full past issue, a full present issue, a full future issue, just to tell a lot of those stories, maybe mm-hmm. in one, um, because that'd be a good thing to do in the middle or towards the end before you like show everything off. But I want to know if we were ever going to see Damien. Ooh. Because where the fuck is he? Like, if I were to do this future thing, I want to know, is he Batman? Like, that's what I want to know. Well, I mean, technically, technically it's a different Earth. I I understand that. But technically, in the future, Damien is the demon. Yeah. So, like... Yeah, I mean, is he? That would be crazy if she goes to visit the demon and it's Damien. That'd be nice. I, I would dig that. Yeah, because what we already got to confirm that Grayson's the chief of police or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he's the commissioner. We don't know where the fuck Barbara is. That's usually her title, which yeah. is interesting. Um, we did get uh, one thing I mentioned in the last podcast that I love when people because we were talking about show, seeing more of Bruce and the detective. I love that he was talking about, he was like, I love when you come to me, when you come with me to these things, because the tabloids talk about you and not just me. And like, you kind of take some of the spotlight away from me is what he's telling Selena. And of course, she's looking all sad here. She's like, hey, Joker has a bomb under the ice ring. He's like, fucking shit. And so he's like, <laughs> like, to do I even want to know how you yeah. know that? <laughs> and so like, it's really interesting. So that was kind of cool because I've always loved the Bruce Wayne. I always... As stupid as it sounds, because you always got to get rid of the whole mindset of, like, how did he change so fast? You know what I mean? And, like, anybody that's ever worn clothes over other clothes, that shit's bulky. Like, it's it's bulky. You know when somebody's wearing something under that. And yeah. so, like, wearing a fucking Kevlar suit or something, it just doesn't. You just can't pass that shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, you can get away with it with Superman it, with the idea of, like, Clark Kent wears baggy clothes to make himself look doofy. Like, yeah. that can kind of make sense. But, fucking, Bruce Wayne is fucking all suave and everything, so you just can't get away with it. Although the animated series makes him seem pretty bulky. Um, but he always wears the same brown suit. Um, but, yeah, so I thought that was kind of cool just to see a little bit of that. And then we do see a small interaction between Selena and Phantasm. I will say my one criticism of this is I don't feel, and I'm hoping we are going to get one of those present-day issues or whatever, I don't feel like we've gotten enough of Phantasm. She's just killing people. So I said the exact same thing to Mark at Comic Book Legion. He did remind me, this is only issue four. We have yeah. eight issues. Yeah. This is going to be a nine slow issues. burn. Oh, nine issues because the annual. That yeah. is correct. Um, this That's is going to be a, the present. Yeah, this is going to be a little bit of a slow burn. Ooh, what if he, what if he does like what, what he did with the Batman run? The annual was in the future. This annual will be in the past. I can see him doing that. Yeah, it would be interesting. Um, yeah, and and we know, I feel like, again, Tom King has said, and it's probably changed a little bit, obviously, but he said this was going to be the end of his Batman run. So, obviously, he's had a lot of time to think about this. And, uh, of course, we've seen all of his other annuals have talked about Helena, the birth of Helena, um, and just different things like that. I wonder if he will bring back Gotham Girl for a little cameo. Will she still be a big hero in the future? I want to see more of Gotham Girl. Yeah, I'm like, surprised I will, he messes with her. Like, with Infinite Frontier kind of opening things up, now again, the way Infinite Frontier was explained to me is that some people return, some people didn't return. 
um, to the possible like mass murder death scene of death metal, which mm-hmm. we didn't even see her in that. So who knows? But I would love to see Gotham Girl again. Randomly just thought about this because it happened after our last podcast. Uh, rumors of a Ghostmaker series, guys. Oh, on CW? Yeah, fuck that show. I hope it dies. I hope it doesn't even go to pilot. I hope it doesn't even well, get asked or written. So I was I was making this joke um, with uh, what, on uh, the Geek Ultimate Alliance network that I'm a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a group chat on our Slack called uh, the comic book crew because only a few of us read comics um we made the joke that every new person of color character that's introduced in the comics will immediately within the first three to six months that they are announced in comics will have a cw show yeah i can see that but they have to be gay which did you read that article he's he's bi he's bisexual yeah yeah which i did say it looks like he wants to fuck Bruce. So, I mean, it makes sense. Like, I can't remember if they actually said that in, I don't think they do. in Batman 106. So I'll need to... Because 107 is coming next for week. FYI, for people that don't know, I believe Tynan is bisexual. If I I'm think not so. mistaken. So uh, I, I applaud it. As much as I don't like his current Batman run, I applaud him for inclusion. Because I know mm-hmm. he's big on that. He's also somebody, again, I, we... Which blows my mind. His detective run was phenomenal. And he had a crazy cast of characters with that detective run. I thought it was amazing. Batwoman was huge. We know Batman. Batwoman's a lesbian. Like, he's really good when it comes to conclusion. Which makes me think, because, again, we we have learned throughout, you know, history of WB, through these IPs, um, even with Tom King, with doing Heroes in Crisis, with certain titles... I think there's a lot of suits that just put their hand in there and say, hey, yeah. you need to do this. Yeah. And with Tynan being able to make um, his indie comics as good as they are yeah, and Detective as good as it was, and now Batman is almost a complete dud for us, is just mm-hmm. like, what, what, what happened? You think that people are putting their hands in these? I, I not necessarily like... As much as something like a Zack Snyder's Justice League, mm-hmm. but saying, hey, you have to do this, you have to do this, and you have to do this. Like, saying, like, giving them, hey, if you want to write Batman, you have to do these three things within, like, a certain time limit. Yeah, and I can understand that, but again, like, it always goes back to the old argument. If you're a good writer, you can make it work. You know what I mean? And. Yeah. I feel like he's even if somebody was like, you got to introduce a gay character, you got to you got to try to make this anime and stuff like that. I still think he could have done it better. Like, mm-hmm. still think fucking Clown Maker should have died. Like, why? That was just a great opportunity. Random other thing that we we're tangents here today. Um, <laughs> I was watching a podcast where people because I I know you're a big my hero person. Uh, I just recently got into it. A lot. I was watching this anime podcast. They were saying that spoilers for if you haven't started watching you could catch up they were saying that the big character the main character that has uh all for one or for you know the reverse all might it's all might they thought all might should have died in his big fight do you agree with that um there's a lot of people that think that yeah um and i will say that him not dying plays a lot with what you saw at the end of 
this week's episode. Okay. You, it's like you... the one that just came out today? Yes. Okay. Um, the stuff that you see happen, that plays, like, I'm a manga reader, so I, I know a lot that's going to happen. I heard the um, recent arc, once it gets animated, this show's going to blow up. Holy shit. If they go about it, because there's a volume that's nearing, like it's coming close to that arc. Mm -hmm. um, that's called My Villain Academia. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to like it because I just love the hero aspect of My Hero Academia. Mm -hmm. But holy shit, it is quite possibly the best volume in the entire series. That's interesting. Yeah, I heard a lot of people say that. But anyways, so yeah, um, to bring it back to Batman, though, there's a lot of people that you could make characters super iconic by killing them at the right time. And some people feel had All Might died during his big fight that it would have ascended the other characters so much more. You could have done that with fucking Clown Hunter here with Batman seeing that, like, I was not good enough to where this kid tried to take this into his own hands and he ended up dying because of it. Yes, and I'll tell you why also. And I may get canceled for this, but his motivation to not let anybody be the same kid he was with his parents dying in the alley. Mm -hmm. It is still a great motivation for Batman, but you need something a little bit more modern that's going to keep him going. That's what I feel. For Batman? Yes. Oh, you mean... Uh... like So so if Clown Hunter would have died, same, mm -hmm. same thing you were saying. I wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. I am doing just something... To keep, him, to keep him being Batman. Yes, yes. Okay. Saying, like, and therefore, you get Clown Hunter in the sense of, hey, he's there, but he's not there through this ideology that Batman needs to be working harder. Yeah. The team needs to be working harder. And yeah, maybe because of it, he gets a miniseries. He gets a six-issue miniseries. Who cares? Yeah. I'm not going to read it. But, yeah. I mean, through his death, he could have gotten a little bit more popular than he is now. Yeah. And it's again, if we're if we're saying Tynan is such a big anime fan, how do you not know that's how fucking arcs work? Like, how do you exactly. not put that in here? Have you seen like the hundreds of episodes of Naruto? Like yeah. <laughs> like it just that that's what doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I just don't know how you don't you like he's creating a whole bunch of characters, but he's not giving them any depth. Like he's not making me care about any of them. The yeah. only one I cared about who's already been established is Harley. Mm -hmm. He knows how to write her very well, but that's about it. And like, I don't know. So either way, back to Tom King's fucking Batcat. Uh, obviously, fucking he's my favorite writer. I enjoyed this. I like where it's going. I am. I did like the ending, though, with them on top of the rooftops where she was like, uh you know what do you want from me because like this is the post the bomb thing and he's like where's the joker and she's basically like what the fuck do you want from me like she's being very defensive here and she's like you need to come beat me you need to threaten me you need to come do whatever you do to everybody else because uh you need to scare you need to scare me to death and tell me how low i am and how high you are like you do to all of your other lovers 
I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, damn. But, and then you have like, you have sad Batman on top of this fucking like church at the very end. And that's like, what I mean. Like when I first read this, I was like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. And then I read it again. And I mean, again, I understand where Tom King is coming from. It is that moment of like, she is, she's frustrated with the position that she's in. So she's going to be defensive. Yeah. Every relationship is like that. Sure. I don't care who you are. It is. But to just nail it in the coffin for Batman. Yeah. And have that last freaking that last page. Holy fuck. Yeah. But I love the contrast because Batman does that to people. And to have, and I think that's why Catwoman works so well for Batman is because she's not scared to tell him or to stand up to him. Whereas everybody else is usually scared to stand up to Batman, right? Like we've even seen that in the Justice League sometimes where they're just like, oh shit, you know what I mean? Like he said what he said because they know Batman's gonna be like, fuck you guys. I have bajillions of dollars. I don't fucking need you. Like he has nothing that holds him there. But if he loves somebody like Selena, he's like, you know what? I'm fucking out. You can't love me anymore. Like you, you can't buy me with your money. You can't do all this shit. Like if you're not gonna treat me properly or whatever, then I'm fucking out. And that's something Batman, like what he always struggles with, right? Everybody always says Batman has struggles, like relating to people or being empathetic or whatever, which is kind of a lie, depending on certain stories. Like Batman has some of the most heartfelt stories you can read. But like in this instance, she's you know, everybody's always said like, oh, Batman does all this shit, but Catwoman Cat hasn't wrapped around his finger. And it's true. You, I don't know of a comic book where Batman has beaten the shit out of her to like get information. He's never done it. I don't think he's ever done it. Yeah. But he's beaten the shit out of some other people and has no problem. He's yeah. definitely socked Harley Quinn a couple times. Uh, I believe he's punched uh, Ivy, done all of that stuff. Like, so it's only Catwoman that he's just like, mm. I was like, this is going to make me pay for this a lot later, so I better not. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, um, but I I like this. We don't we don't see this anywhere else. Unfortunately, we're never going to get this with Tynan. Tynan's like, oh, yeah, separate him for a year. Granted, Ram V is doing a fantastic job with his Catwoman run, in my opinion. But I this is what I love. I love this tension between these characters. Um, and if we could have just got it made into continuity where they ended up married or they're currently married, that'd be fantastic. Cause then you could do, you could play around with this. But then again, I guess Tynan just listens to his Lord and savior fucking Scott Snyder. And it's like, no, you can't do relationships. Nobody wants that. And she's like, Oh, let's separate them. It's dumb. I don't know why he, I don't know. Maybe he can't, he, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't get enough ghost maker if, if Selena was around. So we couldn't have that little playing around moment. Well, in i believe it's next issue of batman um 107 mm -hmm. we're going to be getting a uh ghost maker uh backup story so they're they're they are pushing that character pretty hard we get so. a new character in 107 as well who she's yes, already been said um molly something uh uh Mir miracle molly yeah molly I miracle say, one like, of the two her her design is this has already come out this is not a spoiler we're not dropping extra stuff there's this photo is out already but um it's very cyberpunkish mm -hmm. very cyberpunkish but i kind of like it i kind of like the design because i think i can't 
I don't remember if I read that somewhere else, so I'm not going to say it. But there might be another character that's coming into the fray that's also part of her, like the Gardener or something like that, which I also think has been leaked already as well. Like, the she's something. She has something to do with plants. Okay, um, okay. And she's like a new character. She's I think she's black, if I'm not mistaken. So I want to say I saw that on Humanis's Instagram, maybe? Because he always releases the new characters before they show up in the comics. Yeah. So I think it's out there. Yeah, I think she has something to do with plants. Because if I'm not mistaken, she has like these weird plant creatures like next to her feet. Yeah, she does end up showing up next next week. Yeah, okay. So um, yeah, I don't think I... The thing is, nothing happened in the issue that is memorable, is what I can say. Besides maybe the the Molly chick, I think. That's it. So, you know, it is what it is. Ghostmaker, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about Batman. It is just whatever. It's I, I hate to say that. I don't give a shit about Batman, but this is a, what, a four-year plan? I want to know the freaking... Oh, so one thing I want to close on, because we've talked about this a lot since Tynan has been writing Batman. We've talked about the idea of doing, like, if you were going to do um, an anime for Batman, which I think mm-hmm. would be awesome, like we were saying, that you could tie into a show, I think you would need to create a whole new series and tell his origin so people can learn that and be like, look, if you're a new reader in Batman and you want to follow this and we're going to make an anime with it, you need to read this series. I think that'd be kind of cool. Maybe it goes, what, 20 issues, 30 issues before the first arc? I don't know how it works in, in manga. Like, how many mangas are one episode? So, the very first episode of My Hero, mm. the very first episode is the very first chapter. Okay. First chapters of a brand new manga are usually 50 pages. Mm. And then after that, it can go anywhere from um, minimum of 17 to 21 pages. And then they're like, if they are in like a big arc, that's very important. They like to stretch it out a bit Mm -hmm. and they'll screw you over with like a 14 page chapter. Oh, okay. They'll be like, oh, you'll, you'll have to wait until next week. Yeah. And then some of them will even be like, hey, we're going to give you 17 pages, but you have to wait two weeks for the next chapter. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is, like, I think that would be a great thing to do, to, especially to bring in new people and to tie it to, you know, a show, which I think more people would get sucked. In. More people start reading manga because they watch anime. Like, it's, yeah. they're just like, ah, I want to go farther into the story. So they go buy the fucking stories or they pirate them or whatever. You're just getting more readers. Um, eventually, a lot of those people will be like, oh, I have money. I can pay for it. So I'll go buy them weekly. The problem is, I think the reason why we would never get that mentality is I hear Japanese artists get paid shit. Like, really shit. It is a problem in Japan. Um, But the only thing keeping it afloat is that it's in such high demand. Yeah. And from what I've seen is that majority of the time, um, mangakas, which is what the artists and and writers are called, they would have an entire team. So like that, you know how there's ghost writers? Yeah. Well, they have ghost artists that mirror the main artist. Hmm. So that way they can push out a, a volume or more chapters faster. Okay. 
Interesting. Now there's there's some that are not like that. Uh, that will just do one series is a one writer, and the same the the writer is also the artist. Okay. Um, j- there's this uh, manga right now coming out called Kaiju Number Eight. Um, because he is like that, and he doesn't want to either overwhelm himself or make uh, his story feel um, feel. I guess uh, rushed in any kind of way. He only debuts a chapter every other week Mm. instead of, instead of it being weekly. It's still a lot of drawing though. Yep. So that's insane. Yeah. And I think it's just a lot of people. I mean, I was listening to that podcast you had sent me a long time ago uh, recently of how to like create your own, your own book. Like they were talking to that one artist or that one writer or whatever. And he starts off the question there, like how, if somebody wants to get into comics and make their own thing, like how would they do it? He literally starts off by saying, cause this is an, an American podcast. He was like, uh, win the lottery. Like it's literally how he starts off saying the fucking question or answering the question. He was like, because it's not cheap. Like he was like, it's, it's pretty pricey to make a comic here. And that's been my biggest problem. Like I have a script ready to go. Granted, I've been reading stuff lately. And I'm like, I could change this. I could change that. But for the most part, I think it's ready to go. And just finding an artist is just ridiculous. Like, yeah. because if you're going to do 20 pages, that's going to cost you over two G's here in America easily. Mm-hmm. And that's if they're giving you like a shitty page rate, like, hey, 20 bucks or some crazy thing like that. Like, still a lot. I think it's like, maybe that's because I think two G's, if you're charging like the max, which is what, 200, 20 pages, $4,000, something like that. Yeah. It's insane. And like, and the thing that sucks is, uh, I think everybody can argue this. Even the shittiest like writing, if it has good art, it's bearable. Yes. And so, like, you want to have a good artist, so you're gonna pay for a good artist. But the thing that sucks is people are like, "Oh, this is a great story." When's number two coming out? You're like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so pricey, man. I don't fucking know. Like, it's it sucks. And- Which is why, like, it is absolutely phenomenal when these artists, or not just artists, but when these writers can be like, hey, I'm going to put my my book on Kickstarter. Yeah. And it gets funded within 24 hours. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely fucking insane. Yeah. But it also sucks that you have people like Scott Snyder and fucking Todd McFarlane who have money. That could easily get this stuff done on their own. But they still do a Kickstarter. Yeah, and they fucking still do a Kickstarter. It's like Kylie Jenner not being able to pay for her makeup artist shit. Like, oh, everybody, y'all pay for it. Um, But it's just like, you know, it sucks. Especially during the pandemic. That was kind of questionable. They were like, "Eh, let's do it anyway. Um, But anyways, um, yeah, so that's it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of Batman news. Uh, Obviously, still able to stretch this shit over an hour like always. Um, But Clay, what do you got on the dock for this week, man? Yeah, so of course, uh, I was able to get back with uh, Mark this week. We talked about the round robin, same as we did here. Um, We talked um, The Flash, which was actually a breath of fresh air compared Hmm. to Joshua Williamson's Flash um, back in uh, like just a few months ago. It's a brand new writer. Um, He wrote all of the uh justice league lego movies um as well as the uh several episodes in supernatural and he's also wrote the script for 
the Justice Society World War II animated movie that is coming out at the end of this month. Oh, nice. Uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, uh, but that is his background. He wrote a really phenomenal Flash this week, uh, so go check that out and go check out the podcast. Um, we talked Black Cat on and Beta Ray Bill on the Weird Science of Marvel podcast. Uh, Beta Ray Bill got uh, uh, cock-blocked by Thor, and uh, Lady Sif does not want to have sex with Beta Ray Bill because he's too ugly. Um, Yeah, (laughs) like legit, like the whole storyline for this series on Beta Ray Bill is like, hey, I want to look pretty again, because I didn't know this. Beta Ray Bill's hammer uh, Mm -hmm. transforms him, just like how the old school Thor was. Oh, really? Did not know that at all. I don't know who the fuck this character is. So, so Beta Ray Bill, if you've ever, I'm sure you've seen him uh, in passing in a comic book shop. Um, he literally is like Thor, but he's like has a horse head or whatever. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He can transform into a much nicer looking person. Oh, okay. um, yeah. Uh, and Lady Sif did not have sex with him because he was ugly. Damn. Well, fuck Lady Sif, man. Jeez. Yeah. I was like, you can you can't turn off the lights or anything. Like, yeah, God. Like I mean, she like she lured time. she lured him into her room and then was like, oh, can you not transform? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Can you Damn. leave? Yeah. Superficial, um, Lady Sif. So uh. so so we talked about that uh, on the Weird Science Marvel podcast, um, and then of course I also have the Ranger Alliance podcast. Um, at the Giga Ultimate Alliance Network. Uh, we talked about the uh, Power Rangers, or Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers comics uh, that came out last month. Uh, issue number five, Astronema, who is a very popular villain, uh, showed up, which she also had her uh, own uh, graphic novel come out uh, this week, which I finished reading today. Also phenomenal. Go check that out as well. Um, but yeah, that's basically it for this week. Um, go catch up on my hero because the new episode was freaking awesome um and yeah that's basically it my hero i learned that i i prefer to binge i don't know why um because like my hero is a good taste of like can be serious and silly and like whereas attack on titan is just drama like very rarely has so like i love watching that week to week but like my hero, I just wanted like a handful of them at a time, so I might skip a couple weeks and watch it. Uh, Invincible was good, but again, I don't give a fuck about this main character. Like I just don't. Like I only care about the dad right now. So I will say this: um, it is it is starting to veer off yeah. from the comics a little mm-hmm. bit, not not entirely, um, but things are happening a lot faster than I thought they were. Interesting. Um, so I actually started catching up on my reread of Invincible. Um, I am currently on issue 70. So yeah. uh, well, it has 144 issues. Change stuff to make it to make yeah, you he, want to do both, you know. He he said that he would like to continue Invincible at one point, mm-hmm. but he loves what he's doing in the show because he can go back to those characters without having to necessarily write brand new content you know he can kind of just rework his old content for sure Um, yeah he did that with the walking dead too that's why rick never got his hand cut off because he said that was one of the biggest things he ever regretted he was like yeah now i had to write every fucking time oh he doesn't have a hand so i gotta fucking write that in the story yeah um so yeah that's interesting 
Um, as for me, uh, just go check out the Juice Reacts channel. I have not posted on the gaming channel just because I have not had the energy. Um, I've had some kind of like, not I don't want to say relapses in panic stuff, but I tried to drive today and that was fucking frightening as fuck. Um, so life's still kind of not 100%, but I am putting out content on the Reaction channel. You can go check that out. Uh, and yeah, I have to, I have so much TikTok content to, to put out. I just haven't fucking uploaded it. So I'm going to try to schedule that here in the future so you can definitely go check out the tiktok as well but that is going to be it for this podcast ladies and gentlemen as always i am juice wayne he is fanboy clay and remember batman is awesome batman!